the way that I think about tempo is energy. What is the emotion that I'm currently feeling and how do I convey that? No, but I do have, I do have down days and I have to purposely bring myself out of that place and I do it with music. Hi, welcome to the Be Here podcast, where we talk about how we can live more mindfully by living more musically. My name is Brian Royce, and this is where I share my journey with music and mindfulness. Welcome back to another exciting episode. I am really stoked because we have a very special guest with us on this episode. We're talking about tempo and how it affects our bodies and minds. And like I said, we have a very special featured guest. Her name is Natalie Murray. She is a health coach, spinning instructor, dive master, and super mom. Natalie, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel super special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just stating facts right there, right? I'm super excited that you're here. How are you doing today? I'm really good. Thank you. I'm really awesome. good. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So as is tradition, I'd love if you can just join me in just taking a pause. And we're just mm-hmm. going to take two deep breaths before we get into our conversation around tempo. Um, and for this exercise, I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes and see if you mm-hmm. can bring your attention to the really small part of your mouth or nose where you feel the air enter your body. And then just keep your attention locked there as we breathe into it for two deep breaths. Let's go. I'm glad that you've chosen to be here. Mm, So centering so calming you know we take breathing for granted we really do as land mammals <laughs> it's such an <laughs> underrated experience well and you you don't have to breathe consciously but when you breathe consciously you breathe so much better and sometimes you find yourself like whoa was i breathing or was i holding my breath yeah but those two breaths wow very centering very calming very amazing i'm so happy and i don't know about you but if (laughs) if you've been having a long day like me i feel like that's just a really nice opportunity (gasps) just to kind of release you know Mm -hmm. let that parasympathetic nervous system just relax you for a little bit but i'm so glad that you've chosen to be here too natalie let's jump right into it our conversation today is centered around tempo and from Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if you're a musician are you a musician would you say you're a musical person no no, I love music, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't make it at all. <laughs> well, I say you still qualify to be um, front and center in this conversation, um, especially because there there's a really unique way that music comes into our experience when we're doing exercise. And you are um, not only a certified health coach, but also a spinning instructor. So I think there's a lot mm-hmm. we're going to get into as it relates to music exercise, mindfulness, wellness, and also your, your experience as a dive master is really interesting. So I really want to talk about that. Our episode order today, guys, looks like this. We're going to hear a little bit about Natalie and her story. We're going to talk about how rhythm and tempo comes into play when spinning and working out and how this affects how we show up and perform in physical exercise. We're going to talk a bit about the details of, you know, what is tempo and how that fits into our season long conversation here on the Be Here podcast about rhythm. And then we're going to answer 
how do music, tempo, rhythm, etc., and exercise all tie back into mindfulness. And that's it in a nutshell of what we're going to talk about. So um, Natalie, awesome. like I said, I'm glad you're here. I would love if you could just tell us a, sh- a little bit about yourself. What's your life story? Who are you? Where are you coming from? And what do you do now? Well, I am um, I'm a vibrant lover of life. I, I studied economics. I did an MBA in finance, all that good stuff. Um, and I was a banker. I was a banker for like 18 years. I worked at a, I was a personal financial planner when I lived in Canada. And then I came to Jamaica and I worked at Citibank and I worked at Scotiabank and I went back to Citibank and banking just, gosh, it paid the bills brand, but it didn't make my heart sing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice metaphor and there. I, <laughs> I've always had a passion for wellness and health and food. And my dad really taught me a lot about vitamins and this kind of bush and what's it good for. And <laughs> when I was looking for what would plan B actually be, like what was I going to leave banking and do? And I stumbled upon this thing called health coaching, which was really new. And I didn't know about it. And it kind of came at me like I'm a big believer in when you ask the universe for something, it kind of, it brings it to you in so many ways. And, and this program came at me from so many different angles. And if you want a metaphor, there was a hurricane blowing outside and I was on my last battery charge. I think it was Hurricane Sandy. And I was on the phone with one of the people signing up for the program. And I was like, wow, like a hurricane, this thing is going to change my life. I know it. Wow. And it really did. Yeah, it was wild. A so, real life and now metaphor. I opened a, re- a real life metaphor. And then two years ago, I opened the life store because I wanted to create a space where people could feel nice and comfy and almost like they were in foreign, but here in Jamaica and get all yeah. the stuff that they needed to support their holistic life. So, yeah. 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 That's From me. my experience um, in the life store and engaging with your brand that you built, it definitely gives holistic energy which i think is at the heart of what we want to talk about here in this conversation too so mm-hmm. i'm really glad that you're part of this conversation and can you tell me some more about yeah. how your own fitness journey progressed how did you end up um you know doing spinning <laughs> and also diving how did that fit into your story spinning was um spinning was something i really stumbled upon after i'd had i think it would have been my second or my last child yeah, my last child. So I, um, I kind of wanted to escape because I had no, like as a mom of three, like you have no time for yourself, right? So spinning was like an hour, but I was on this bike in a dark room. Um, the music was super loud and I would go into my zone and nothing else existed other than me and that bike and my breath and the instructor's voice. And it was was phenomenal. And then one day she needed to learn. She wanted to become a master instructor. And in order to do that, she had to teach a group of people to become instructors. So I said, I'll do it because you're my friend, but I do not want to teach. And then a week later, she called in. She goes, so nice. Can you <laughs> sub a class for me? She knew like, what she was doing. Really? gosh yeah and people loved it but I was just a sub and then a girlfriend of mine opened a studio and called me and said I hear you're amazing will you come and be an instructor at my place and it was awesome and then I was a full-fledged part-time instructor (laughs) and you never looked back never looked back so is it still that means Mm -hmm. 
is it still that means of escape for you like you mentioned before or is it something else at this point as well so when i ride when i ride with my headphones in to my own music it is a sense of escape for me um as a matter of fact a really dear friend of mine died um a couple months into the pandemic and the first thing i did was got on that bike and closed my eyes put on my headphones and cried and rode and mm. cried and rode and that was just how that was just how mm. i got it out you know um but for me when i'm teaching it's more about my students than about me so every so often i get lost though and i'm like oh wait a minute i'm teaching people oh, yeah. like i have to be focused on them right Whoa, i got to say something now <laughs> exactly but i do i do kind of get carried away so i do i do love it um i absolutely do awesome. love it and how do you get into yeah. diving man you know that that's not my family used to take us when we were little to um a hotel on the north coast every so often for for family vacation like we'd have family come down from the states and then um the instructor there just said hey do you want to come diving i would have been like 13 at the time and i did a resort course and i was like this is really cool and it was kind of like a way to escape my parents right mm. clearly i'm into escapism yeah, um so i go <laughs> i would go and because we kept going to the same resort they would let me go diving and then one day they were like why don't you get certified as a like a open water diver and that was the that was the beginning of the end i went from open water to advanced open water to rescue diver to dive master and it was just i it's like going for a walk in an underground park or What? meadow or yeah it's like i've never oh, gone diving so that oh. sounds That's really the phenomenal is a, is the word I was going to say actually. It sounds like I mean, I don't want to use the word escape again, but I imagine diving to be like if I could fly except yes. uh, except on the water. You're flying on the water. Yeah. yeah. But the weird thing is when I was little, I used to always have these dreams about being underwater but breathing. Hmm. Okay. All And right, Aquaman, Aquaman. I know. And then and now when I look back I'm like whoa I wonder if I was like foretelling my future. <laughs> That's really cool. What I'm picking up from What? all of these is that you have turned to some really interesting outlets spinning, diving not only as a means of um recreation but as a means of I mean we've said escape a lot so far. Um would you say that's an accurate assessment that these are places that you go to kind of be just basically connect with you without the external pressures of i don't know expectation or parents or um emotions does that sound about right yeah yeah and i want to i want to i want to adjust the word escape mm -hmm. it's more it's it's less of an escape and it's more of a connection as you yes. as you mentioned so it's like a reconnection to myself internally and also when it when you when you look at the diving it's a connection with nature i mean when i am in yes. water or on the ocean or near the water or in in just in nature in general there is a there's a grounding and a connectivity and almost a cathartic like release of the stresses of the world yeah. you know um so diving there's no external noises except maybe the occasional boat traveling overhead <laughs> but there's no it's your heartbeat and your breathing that's, that's what fantastic. you're hearing 
And that's yeah. what that's what spinning is too. It's your heartbeat and the breathing. And there's music, you know. That's fascinating but, to me. That took yeah. for me in my own mindfulness journey, that is exactly the heart of the the role that mindfulness serves for me. It's not an escape necessarily, but a chance to reconnect and get in touch with what's going on physically, mentally, internally. And mm-hmm. music for me is one way that I also channel that. And we're going to mm-hmm. talk about how that connects with with spinning in just a bit. But I think I've never been diving, but diving definitely sounds like that same sort of connect to your body um, and mm-hmm. your environment around you in a way that makes you feel like it's okay. And that even yeah. when you mentioned nature too, um, being in nature for me is a must. It's like on my list of self-care activities that I just have to build mm-hmm. into my weeks. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. I was going to say it's it's like a breath of fresh air, but maybe that doesn't really relate to the diving metaphor so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but alas, um, you, I'm assuming, no, I'm not assuming. You said earlier that when you get on that bike and you're spinning and you're in the zone, you're pumping mm-hmm. music in your headphones, right? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what kind of music do you listen to? What are the, what, what are the, what are a more refined question is, could you tell me some of the aspects of music that are important to you as you're going? All right. So remember, I'm a non-musician, right? But That's things what that I'm we look here at for you. <laughs> things that I look at when I'm when I'm planning a class. So now we're looking at a structured space. I'm looking at BPMs because mm-hmm. BPMs, beats per minute, kind of can line up with RPMs, which is revolutions per minute. Ooh which is how fast you're going. So if on a bicycle you're going, um, if you're going at 80 RPM, you are on a flat road, right? And that's about, that's about 13 downstrokes of one foot per 10 seconds, right? So if you don't have a bike that has a cadence monitor, you can count your pedal strokes. And if you are writing to a song that has like a BPM of like 140, that would feel more like a hill because that would be more like 70 RPM. So you you really want when I, to, when I would be really into matching the music with the ride and structuring the rides, I would literally sit down, listen to the music and listen to the beat and pound my foot on the floor and try to figure out, am I on a hill? Or yeah. is this a flat road, you know? Yeah. Um, so you use the tempo of the music to figure out what you're going to be, whether you're on a flat road or a hill. Um, and then, of course, m- more than, m- more in addition to the tempo of the music, I look for inspiring words. Okay, yeah. So very rarely in a class that I'm writing that I that is like from my heart, are you going to hear like slackness or whatever? I mean, as I've drifted into kind of doing more what people want and less what I'm trained to do, I kind of do throw in like a dance hall and like a sofa and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what people get excited about. But I'm more looking for, I am woman, I am feeling. I hear you. I, I am, right? Right. Like, or can I, can I say a bad word on your podcast? Go right ahead. <laughs> You know, there's this song, it's bad bitch o'clock, yeah, oh, it's 30. Yeah, I thought you were like, going to say an actual bad has... word. Oh, no, I was going to say bitch. <laughs> 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 but 
but I look for music that is um is gonna pump you up and inspire you. And we have so many challenges that we face every day. Uh, sometimes just getting out of bed for some people is a challenge. So That's when me. I'm putting together a ride, I want to give you something to look forward to. I want you to know that when you come to Natalie's class, you're going to get more than just time on a bicycle sweating mm. out calories. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a little inspiration. That's awesome that you put so yeah. much intention behind this. When you actually, I think you said earlier, when you write a class, I've never heard someone use that expression about a spinning class mm-hmm. before. Maybe I'm ignorant, mm-hmm. but that's really cool that you actually put time into intentionally thinking about the themes and thinking about the BPM. How does that match mm-hmm. up with where in the ride you are? Because I'm, I'm I'm sure that you go from flat road to up a hill and back down again within the, the course of your class, for, you know, to keep the ride yeah. dynamic and, you know, engage the difficulty levels across it. I think that's really cool. For and sure, sure. It, what that says to me is that my, that cycling is clearly a mindful exercise in the planning stage, but also in the execution stage for, for mm-hmm. instructor and student. Um, yep. I love that you brought up tempo and BPM. You said you weren't a musical person, but you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, to you, <laughs> what, is, what does tempo actually mean to you? If you were to, like if you were to think of a definition, what would you say? Yeah. Like maybe the speed of the music? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And BPM is exactly yeah. that too. How quickly or how slowly the rate at which the music is played. Um, yeah. And to me, as a musician, the way that I think about tempo is energy. Um, I'm thinking mm. at, when I'm writing music, the first thing I do is I establish what's the tempo, where what is the BPM of this particular song in relation to mm. what is the energy, what is the emotion that I'm currently feeling and how do I convey that? I am not going to choose um, a really up-tempo, sorry, I'm not going to choose a really high BPM, like a 120 or a 140, if it's a song that um, I think needs to be a bit more tender or delicate. Um Right. And if it is, you know, the type of song where I want people to like get moving to, then I'll choose obviously a higher BPM. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. kind of dovetails with how you spoke about how you craft your spinning um, classes as yep. well. Yep, for sure, for sure. What role does, I want to ask, what role does music, rhythm, tempo play in your everyday life, whether in inside the world of exercise or outside of exercise? Let me tell you, super critical. Um, <laughs> give you a joke. So soca is my happy place, right? <laughs> so soca music is my happy place. Um, and there was a period of time where I was not listening to soca music in my car. And I'd be like, why? What's wrong? Like, what's missing? I'm, hmm. I feel depressed. Like, I'm like, I was like, crap, I haven't thrown on a, this is when I had a car with a CD, but I haven't thrown on a <laughs> soca CD yet. Um, so the music, music has the power to lift me up and I use it to adjust my moods. So mm-hmm. if I, and contrary to popular belief, I do have down days and I do have down moments. And <laughs> Why I is that contrary to pop? <laughs> Are you not a human like the rest of us? I, I am, but you know, like what people always see me, I'm, I'm normally really bubbly and, yeah. you know, but I do have, I do have down days and I have to purposely bring myself out of that place. And I do it with music. Mm-hmm. I do it with, and I do it with soca music or all I do is win, 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 no matter <laughs> what, 
Yeah, right? So something mm-hmm. with some kind of lyrics that's going to like lift yeah. you up. Music is powerful in that way. It's like you can choose you, somehow your energy. Like I said earlier, um, rhythm powerful. is energy. If I need to alter the energy of this space externally, or if I need to alter the energy of myself internally, I do the same thing. I, I turn to music and I choose a song that is more upbeat, that has a faster tempo, if that's where I'm trying to go. Do you do you ever listen to sad songs when you're sad? Or is that just me? Do you ever, oh, do you ever just lean so into when, the downness? No, I do. I do. And um, I distinctly remember as a moody teenager, I would purposely be more melancholy with the music that I would listen to. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is good. This is really going to make me cry (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but there's there there are days like again i go back to when my girlfriend died um in in november of 2020 and i played a lot of sad music because i wanted to facilitate the catharsis i wanted i wanted the tears to flow because i needed i needed that release yeah you know um but music can be really powerful and uplifting even if it's not happy music, like it can stir something in your soul. Yeah. The way that I look at it is sometimes whatever's inside your soul that is there to be stirred sometimes just needs a little stirring in order to be expressed. And the act of expressing, whether that is through a slower tempo song or a fast tempo song, the actual act Mm -hmm. of expressing that is cathartic. And combining that with exercise like spinning is even more cathartic because now your heart is pumping right and, and the endorphins are going mm-hmm. there's endorphins yeah. which means your brain chemistry is actually changing while you are doing this mm-hmm. there's so much mm-hmm. power in that um mm-hmm. can i ask you about mindfulness what does mindfulness mean to you mindfulness is not walking past the flower without seeing it like Whoa. mindfulness is yeah, mindfulness is, is looking up and appreciating the fact that the sun is shining or looking up and appreciating the fact that there are clouds in the sky. Mm-hmm. Like mindfulness is being aware. Yeah, actually, that's it. Mindfulness is being aware. Yeah. So we, we, we were taught, most Jamaican children were taught to say grace before eating their, their food. Yes. And that's a pause from the hustle and bustle and that that pause before you then turn to your meal where you're expressing gratitude for whatever the hands that made the food the food that you're you're going to be able to eat mm-hmm. but you then move into your meal with mindfulness instead of mindlessly eating at the yes. computer at the tv or in the car or, you know so i i think my i think infusing mindfulness into your life is really important Crucial. Especially now. Yeah, because we, we fly through life so busy mm-hmm. that stuff just happens and we don't even notice. We don't take time to recognize and realize. We're just moving from task to task. And it's really nerve-wracking. Yes. So taking that deep breath, speaking a little bit of gratitude, putting on a nice song while you're driving to work, you know? Bring the smell the roses. I love that answer. <laughs> That's that was a very well articulated answer. Music. Uh, sorry, mindfulness is awareness, as you said. Yeah. Um, mindfulness yeah. is gratitude, as you said, and taking time to appreciate the small things is what I got from what you mm-hmm. said. And I think mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head once again. I mean, that sort of 
um, that's sort of why I think the combination of music and mindfulness is sort of a no-brainer because music kind mm-hmm. of forces you to say what's happening right here in this song. Um, it mm-hmm. forces you to confront some emotions that might be going on. Um, and once the song is over, the song is over. So it's really your responsibility to make sure that you really, you know, are listening um, while it's playing. And another yeah. question for you. In talking about mindfulness, what is the value of the breath to you in any mindfulness practice that you may have? Why? What makes the breath so special? Um, is the breath even important? Something, you know, oh, an important tool? So, so important. Um, as a cycler, as a diver, how do you, how do you, yeah. what's your relationship with the simple act of breathing and mindfulness? So in diving, you're taught to never hold your breath right because if you yeah if you shift your um if you shift position up or down the atmospheric pressure changes and the nitrogen that's dissolved in your blood changes and you can form bubbles and that's how you get the bends right Mm -hmm. so you always want to make sure that you are that you're breathing continuously never holding your breath and the same thing is important in spinning so always return to the breath. When people get scared and frightened, the first thing to, you know, the first thing that goes is the breath. Is a panic so to you breath. Wanna, yeah, you want to, and, and like a, like a exercise breath sometimes can be like a little bunny rabbit breathing in the chest, mm-hmm. you know, like. Shallow. Yeah, very shallow, but that does nothing to help calm your heart rate. So you're always returning to the breath, always trying to get that nose breath, because that's what, triggers the parasympathetic nervous system and the deep breathing and having your exhalation longer than your inhalation. Yes. Like that's really, they Key. tease me in spin class all the time. They're like, breathe. Because that's what I say all the time. I'm like, breathe. Stretch it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Super important. And, and in mindfulness, if the world gets chaotic you can only focus on one thing, if you bring it back to the breath, it kind of starts to calm you down a little bit and then you can start to pay attention to the other things. Yes. For me, it's, it's yeah. a, it, it returns the onus of control back to myself to now be able to mm-hmm. choose where I want to invest my attention and invest mm-hmm. my intention going into this next moment, whether I'm on a bike, whether I'm under the water, I've actually never been on the water or whether I'm at work. Um, and the breath is just that centering and that grounding thing, that grounding constant that is always there, always running in the background. Like you said earlier, you may not always be aware of it, but once you do bring your attention to it, it has the potential mm-hmm. to just reframe and refocus what this next moment can bring. That's, that's how I feel about it. And I think you, you articulated that so well, your, your perspective as um, you know, health instructor, spinning instructor, and dive master really is coming in handy here. And sorry, <laughs> I, sh- I forgot to mention soca music enthusiast. Le- uh, yes. Let's be not last, but definitely not least. <laughs> um, if you here's a controversial question for you: If you could mm-hmm. listen to soca music while diving on the water, would you? Wow! <laughs> if your okay, AirPods gotta, were waterproof, I got to take a pause. I got to take a breath mm-hmm. and think about this. And I'm going to have to go with no. Why? Because I le- I actually enjoy the silence under the water. Mm, okay, we're hitting a gold mine right here. Yes, go ahead. Say more. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I enjoy the silence. I 
I find that life is, um, I don't know about your brain, but my brain is a very busy place. Mm -hmm. And music will stop that busyness sometimes because it gives me something to focus on. However, when I'm diving, all the noise seems to stop. I'm not thinking about what I have to do next. I'm not thinking about my to-do list. So diving almost is like a meditation for me. Yes. And I don't want to listen to soca music in my meditation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would be a little counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, I really feel that. There's this important balance going on here that um, on as I talk about this more and have more conversations on this podcast with interesting people, I'm realizing that there is a balance between the mindfulness side of things, which is where you have to sort of take a pause, take a s- intentional silence and be here. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the, the flip side to that, which in music is equally important, is the actual sound part of things. You can't have mm-hmm. a song without silence, actually. You can't, if you look at any musical piece um, as a musician, we often overlook the parts in the music which are called rests, which are the intentional points where you don't play a sound right here. Um, just like how in your everyday life, you, you have to have this balance between sound and silence, between music right. and rest. Um, and I think your answer was very wise in saying, in saying no, because you are sort of aware that you do need this balance between um, mindfulness and what I've come to describe in later episodes of this podcast as flow. Mindfulness and flow. Mm. I'm really interested in this in this conversation about the flow state, and I'm doing a lot of research and reading onto what that actually looks like in practice while you're while you're spinning, um, because it's a, it's this this state you get into, and I know you relate to this intuitively. Mm-hmm. The state you get into when you are just going, and it feels good. Time seems to pass differently. It's like that whole mm-hmm. hour that we spent seems like it was just five minutes. Um, and the pleasure you get from doing this activity, um, just for the sake of doing this activity is reward enough for you to return to this state of, um, sort of feeling carried away in flow. I mean, that's, and apparently that's a different psychological state entirely to a state of mindfulness, which is a state of, okay, let's pause and be aware of what's going on around us. And I think both of them are really importantly intertwined in activities like exercise and in activities like listening to it and making music so absolutely yeah like a lot of a lot of athletes um they talk about being in the flow mm-hmm. you know and for me to to bring that back to spinning there's different energy zones there's five energy zones my favorite is endurance um it's not my favorite to teach because it's kind of boring to the people that don't understand what we're doing Um, They're like, oh, come on, can you like just lift it up a little? But in the endurance zone, you forget that you're on a bike that's going nowhere. You forget, um, you forget everything else. You're just, you're literally in that flow and you are in that space of, I feel like I could go on forever. And it feels amazing, 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 amazing. That sounds grueling. That sounds difficult, but I have to take your word for it when I take your next spinning class to experience (laughs) what you're talking about, because that's something I'm assuming you have the experience to get. Mm -hmm. Um, As my last question for you, I really just want to, you know, as a, as a certified health coach, right? How -hmm. would you like to see the conversation around mental health, overall wellness, 
and even mindfulness shift in this day and age? Boy, man, like, I wish I could hit the reset button on the world. Um, it actually makes me really sad. And I thought, I thought that COVID, this is going to sound so messed up, but I was really looking forward to what COVID was going to do to the planet. I thought that we were going to learn the difference between what's important and what's not important. And I mm -hmm. thought we were going to learn how to slow down a little and smell the roses more. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we did for about six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we did have a little window. People, yeah. As people got vaccinated and people started to go back out again, now we're right back into the rat race. But um, the conversation, the conversation about mental health, I think has to, has to do a lot with the conversation about brain health. And we do not, we do not nurture our brain health, right? So the food mm -hmm. that we consume, and we could do a whole podcast on this one yes, topic. Yes, I was about right? to say, this is a huge <laughs> can of worms, but definitely go into it. Yeah, you, you just opened Pandora's proverbial box. But, <laughs> um, because the food, the food that we eat, the way that, the way that our work is set up, is so that we don't have time to prepare foods for ourselves to eat. And then the food that we eat is made by companies that care nothing about our health and wellness, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then our healthcare system doesn't really care so much about what we eat. Yeah. So we're, you know, it's all kind of counterintuitive and then people don't have enough time to eat properly. So we end up eating foods that cause a lot of inflammation in our body, which ends up destroying parts of our brains and then yes. ends up giving us, giving us uh, or contributing or exacerbating mental health issues. So mental health issues really are fundamentally brain health issues. And if you can fix brain health, then I think we can address a lot of the mental health, not all, but a lot of the mental health issues. So I'm talking about eating foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids and that are low in things that cause inflammation, like trans fats, like inflammatory oils, like sugars, like alcohol. And I know I do drink, so I'm not being a hypocrite here, but it's something that I struggle with all the time because I'm like, every time I have a drink of alcohol, I know I'm killing brain cells. Really? You know? Also drugs. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not against ganja, but when you look at the brain scans of people that smoke or consume marijuana, their brains are different from people that don't. So straight mm -hmm. up, the brains are different. And if you're destroying the brain, then you are destroying your mental health. Mm. So I think that we need to like talk a lot more about our feelings as well. Like I think, I think men are made to feel that they can't. Mm. And it's a really stressful world we live in. So we gotta be we gotta be kind to each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a really comprehensive answer, Natalie. You really hit a lot of points there, but you did a really good job doing that. So you're saying mental health has to do with you know your diet, basically. Um, and your processing of emotions is also important. Um, and mm. um, yeah, I think you're you're you hit the nail on the head once again with that answer. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with, you know, as a certified health coach, as all of the, the various things that I've already listed here, um, not just as it relates to how you want to see the conversation on mental health um, evolve, um, but just in general, like for any listener um, listening right now, what would you want them to, to take from you? I want, I want people to recognize that the world is not set up with your wellness in mind. Hmm. All right. The world and is not set up you, with your wellness in mind. Okay. No, 
No. So, so companies that make food, they, they care about their profits and they care about your addictiveness to their mm. food or your addiction to their food. Yeah. Um, your, the, the organizations, and I'm, I'm hugely generalizing here, and I get that. There are definitely people that care about the food that they're feeding you, right? Um, and there are organizations that care, but most organizations are there for their profits and they don't, and, and you are, you're, you're a disposable input mm -hmm. you know it's a harsh reality but so it's I, it's really important for me that people feel empowered to take a stake in their wellness and to set boundaries of what's appropriate and not appropriate and to take care of themselves because the rest of your life is a very long time yeah and if you destroy your health for everything else because the work needs it or you know then we we are doing it for we mm. working for yeah. right so infuse the mindfulness infuse your life with things that bring you joy reduce mm. your levels of resistance if you hate doing something then dear lord stop doing it mm. you know or learn to love it yeah i think we're killing ourselves the way that the world is set up right now we're destroying humanity and we really i think each and every one of us needs to take ownership of our of our spaces of our food of what we listen to because what we listen to is food it's food for the brain mm -hmm. you know it's the inputs that's how i think about it whether it's yeah. your diet whether it's your mind your emotions what you're listening to who you what spend your time with yeah my lord yes <laughs> yeah i think that's a really good answer and that's that's sort of i mean that's sort of the intention behind conversations like these which i really hope that we can have more of in this day and age where we are talking intentionally about how do we prioritize our health and our wellness in yeah. all the ways that that shows up as a holistic human being, not just what you eat, but not just what you think, not just what you do, but how does that affect you as the holistic package of a human? Natalie, I can't yeah. thank you enough for being here. I really wow. valued everything <laughs> that you have brought to this conversation. And I think you have such an insightful perspective on all of these topics. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Where can we find you online, Thank in you. person, etc.? I feel like we could talk for another hour. Um, you can find <laughs> me online on Instagram mostly at nataliemurray.jm. Excellent. Um, and you can also find the store at the Life Store JA. Um, yeah, Excellent. that's pretty much those two places you can find me. And then physically, the store is located in the Super Value Town Center, which is on Constant Spring Road, across from the Forestry Department. Mm -hmm. So near the Excellent. tax office at Immaculate. Yeah. Definitely go check it out. It's a, a place to be. Like you said, it does feel like when you walk in there, you feel like you're in a different world. <laughs> it's yeah. so polished and nice. And it, it, it gives me the same kind of holistic wellness vibes that you're going for. So congratulations on that. Yay. And keep doing Thank what you're doing, you. Natalie. I think the world is a better place because you're in it. Um, and Aww. because we get to have conversations, you get to, you know, have conversations like this about holistic wellness with all of your clients and customers. Keep doing you, keep doing what you're doing. And again, I really thank you for being on this episode. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. I hope you found this conversation with Natalie as insightful and stimulating as I did. And if you find these types of conversations valuable and want to hear more, remember to follow the podcast on all major streaming platforms where you get your podcasts so you stay updated for the release of new episodes. We release new episodes on Mondays. 
Also, I'd really appreciate it if you shared this episode or this podcast with a friend who you think might also find these conversations valuable. It helps with the organic growth we're trying to achieve on the podcast. The song of the week this time is Cure For Me by Aurora, my girl Aurora. I love her as an artist. She inspires me tremendously. And this song, I've just been bopping out to it the whole week. It's like a very up-tempo song and it's just great especially if you're like me somebody who needs these sort of up-tempo songs for their workouts or their spinning <laughs> lessons so go check it out i hope you enjoy remember to connect with me on the socials at be here podcast to leave any thoughts and feedback you have on this episode or other episodes and also if you want to connect with me on musical stuff you can follow me and connect with me on instagram tiktok youtube the works at brian Royes. that's brian with a y r-o-y-e-s and stay tuned for updates on my own musical journey i'm happy to have you guys a part of this journey with me and really excited to see what the future has in store so remember to be mindful of where your attention's at and as always make it good make it groovy and catch you next time on the be hair podcast Thank you.